Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark and the AFL season is absolutely off to a flyer. I'm joined by these two fine gentlemen, Nathan Brown, kicked 349 goals for uh, the Western Bulldogs and Richmond. One of the most electric forward <laughs> combinations, Brownie, with Matthew Richardson. But I've always wanted to ask you, who's Batman? Who was Robin? Well, unfortunately, I had to be Robin because Matthew's six foot six and he's a big man. I remember on the, the front cover inside footy, I was in that uh, patch of 10 weeks where I was the best player in the comp. Um, and they, they put a photo of me and him up hugging and he had Batman cape on him. I had Robin. Right. And it had, uh, I think, uh, Lee Matthews was the Joker and maybe Mick Moldhouse was the Penguin. That were the great days. Yes. That were the great days. So, what about unfortunately, I was Robin. Off the field? We're a great combination off the field as well. <laughs> I bet. And Steve Johnson, of course. Uh, Didn't he dominate last week on the media? Everything was Stevie J. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. Might have been arrowed by Caro. We'll yeah, get to that well, a, a, a little bit uh, later. Kick uh, 500 goals, three premierships, three All-Australian jumpers as well, a Norm Smith medal. You won it all. One of the most decorated resumes in footy. John, how are you going? I'm going well, thanks, Jay. Yeah, it was a busy week last week, Nath. Uh, mm. You're saying Richard was Batman off the field as well? Uh, yes, 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 absolutely. Pretty good operator, the big rich. Um, when you put the earpiece in, yeah. you meant to put that clip at the back there. You put it actually on, on, on your, on your so, collar. Sorry, Nathan, on first That's year. That's okay. I'm you just, I'm, I'm just you the apprentice. Man, still... I'll tell you what, the, the sub-editors do a great yes. job in our game, whether it's the Herald Sun or whether it's TV. And I, I saw this last week talking about Joel, Joel Selwood on yep. the Today Show. So just have a look at the way they spelt Joel Selward there, Close. life with it. Obviously, that's not Joel Selward. I'm yep. just talking about Joel Selward. Ward. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, Sal Ward. But I noticed something <laughs> last week. Now, you've come uh, yeah. on the big deal here. Yeah. You've come mm. to sports bet on the big, but not as much money as what Stevie <laughs> yeah. J got to, to come over to sports bet. But uh, yep. I thought a little bit of respect was mm. lost last week yeah. when we went on KO and yeah. they actually got your name wrong. They yeah. got they spelt your name wrong. That's said yeah. by the people here at Sportsbet, probably Simon Legg, and he got it wrong. Yeah, it's tough to accept when my name is in the paper most days. For the part, best part of 20 years, to be honest, uh, uh, Brownie. So that was... The interesting thing on that, though, yeah. Jay, is mm. you actually asked our producers to put our names in yes. as Steve Johnson, Nathan yes. Brown, yes. and he Jay-Z. Did. <laughs> he did. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Just... Everyone yeah. knows me as Jay-Z now. Well, Look, times you... have changed. The right. media personalities have become big, bigger <laughs> than the footballers. Didn't he tell us a story last week at, uh, how he rang Goody, Simon Good went out to training and the whole Stephen made debacle and he yeah. got kicked out of training. He didn't tell us that he actually ended up on a dumpster mm. outside training trying to watch. Yeah. This is him yeah. after he's been kicked out sitting yeah. on a dumpster yeah. watching training. Wouldn't you just yeah. go home? Oh, I reckon if you get told and you, you've got to sit on a dumpster, something's yeah. going on there. Jay, what, what could, was the reason for staying? You could hang that in the Louvre, really. I mean, have you ever seen a sadder-looking journalist than me at that time? He kicked me out, but I had to go see who was who was training, who was going to play at the weekend. And you got so, the exclusive on Stephen May? I did, so persistence pays, um, Stevie. But that, that is a sad-looking uh, Melbourne media manager said you sooked it up large. Like, it was a tantrum. Well, as, as I explained to him at the time, I do think that Casey Fields is, is crown land, isn't it? Public property. But anyway, good, Goody wasn't happy with me there, so um, I got kicked out. But I look forward to going down and testing it next time. Um, I tell you, this was very successful in the first episode last week. We're going to do it again. It's time for Are You Sure? <laughs> Yeah, this is where we try and ask a curly question, get the boys off the fence, challenge a popular convention and football. And I'm looking forward to some good topics here today. Stevie, I want to ask you this one. It's been the dominant topic in footy all week. The bump is dead. Are you sure the bump is dead in the AFL? I'm not sure it's dead, 
because it's still legal to bump. But we've been asking, asked this question for 10 years. Yep. It's been going on. But um, I guess you've got to, if you're going to run the risk of bumping, mm. uh, then you run the risk of uh, obviously uh, injuring, concussing someone uh, and missing a lot of footy. So that hurts your team. Being suspended. Nathan Brown, I think West Coast has only won two of its last 27 Correct. games and weren't great in round one. It is fair to say. Are you sure West Coast has hit rock bottom? I'm not 100% sure they've hit rock bottom because last week's performance was pretty ordinary, particularly the first half. Liam Ryan got them going. But I don't think they've hit the bottom yet. I think it's going to be a tough season for West Coast. I, I don't see where they get better, apart from maybe an Oscar Allen or some of these players really dominating. What about Tom DeConing? We've been talking about him for the past couple of months. He's one of the biggest out-of-contract players on the market at the moment. Are you sure Tom DeConing will stay at Carlton? If they have a back-ended contract, because the way I look at it right now, Kerno's on a million, Cripps is on a million, Walsh 800, Mackay yep. 800, you've got Wheatering 700, Williams 700, Martin on a $3 million deal over five years. So yes. where do they fit it in? It has to be front-ended or back-ended. So he might take 400 the first two years and he might be mm. on a million and a half, 1.8 back-ended deal, that's the only way they can fit him in because those numbers there, mm. I can't see how they pay him what he wants. Mm. How do you Imagine you had done a contract these days, Nath, at the time when you were the best player in the comp oh. over 10-game period. Wouldn't you hold out a little bit? <laughs> that's when you'd be going to your manager, come on, yeah, come on, yeah, let's get yeah. this deal yeah. done. To get a car deal in there, <laughs> I need this deal in there, you'd yeah. be really loading up, you'd be trying to get, what was that FBT fringe benefit we used to yeah, get, the like the marketing contest? Yeah. yeah, they were great. Is days. he, yeah. just quickly, is he, is he worth the hype? Tom DeConing? Tom DeConing. Well, it? I don't know if the, the comparisons have been made because of his brother and how well he's gone at Geelong, but mm. um, he's certainly got potential. Yep. They, they come onto the scene very raw. They've got to build into their bodies. You normally get to your prime age around you know, 25 as a key position player. So maybe it'll be interesting to see if they can keep him. New GWS coach Adam Kingsley. What a win. First up against the Crows and afterwards we saw uh, Kingsley tell his troops, uh, Stevie, that this was the most courageous win I've ever been a part of in 30 years. Are you sure he's not taking the mickey here, Stevie? <laughs> well, you've got to take him at his word and uh, that was how he was feeling where there was a bit of emotion after the game. Uh, there was some injuries so there's reasons why they were challenged and uh, it was a very good win from GWS. They, but beat, we, they beat Adelaide. We've got to understand. <laughs> they beat Adelaide. And oh, don't worry. On their I've home never seen, I've never <laughs> seen so many liniment sniffers in the rooms. When I looked at that post-game speech, yep. there was that many people in the rooms. Let's see if they're there next liniment, week. They're the liniment, liniment sniffers. Just Lin take us through. What, what's that mean? It's when the, the people come in and the, you know, the boys have all got the, the oil on their legs. And they just get it, <laughs> love getting in the rooms and having a little bit of smell of the, the liniment. You know, the deep heat on the, on the players. Oh, very good. Hey, uh, Brownie, last week you said that Max Gorn was the number one player in football, the yep. most influential, impactful player yep. in football. Are you sure... He is a better ruckman than his teammate Brody Grundy. Uh, absolutely, 100% sure. I stand by that. Most important player in the game. I thought he was the best player on the ground last week. So they had an even rucking time last week. Max Gorn had 21 hitouts to 12, five clearances to Brody Grundy, zero. Max kicked two, Brody kicked the goal. But yep. I think Max is the elite number one ruckman in the comp. Steve, we saw the Hawks get absolutely belted in round one by a young Essendon team. They lost uh, O'Meara, they lost Mitchell. Are you sure? Chad Wingard is going to stay at Hawthorne beyond this season? Well, if you're an older player at that club, you'd have to have your concerns. Um, 
But clearly, um, they're lacking a bit of leadership. During that game, you know, they, there was a bit of an arm wrestle. And then once they rolled over, they really rolled over. And Essendon just piled on the goals. So um, they still do need senior players. I, I look at North Melbourne on the weekend. They've got uh, Shield running around, who was a, you know, great at Hawthorne for, for cultural reasons and leadership. They're not in a window where they're going to win a premiership. They, they understand how important it is to have senior players in your group to support the younger ones coming through. It's no. good old-fashioned fill your boots for the Bombers after quarter time, wasn't it? And I'd imagine yeah. Sydney this week, they're licking their lips. Chad Warner might get tagged, so Errol Gould and these guys. Logan McDonald's got a good record with our buddy being there, so it is fill your boots time. Yeah, I reckon it is. They, they, they do seem to play a little bit differently when Buddy's there. Obviously, you'd, you'd have him in your team every single week, but um, it does give opportunities for you Logan had him McDonald. Number 13 in the Number 13? Number 20 he was in my Number top, 20 top in your top 25 forwards. Yeah. forwards. And he started re really well last week. He kicked the first two, and I think. And he texted you that he wasn't happy about it either. He wasn't happy about it at all. He was the first bloke on the phone. Stephen, what's going on here? Number 20 Number out of 25. 20. I, I said, mate, you're in the twilight of your career and I've been there myself once, so <laughs> prove me wrong. I think next week we need to have a look prove at those <laughs> text messages. I think other clubs will be having a good look at Chad Wingard, uh, Stevie J. That has been Are You Sure? Yes, it was a brilliant round one. Hopefully round two just as good and it kicks off with a blockbuster, doesn't it? Carlton versus Geelong. But Stevie, the Cats have lost arguably their best player, one of them in Tom Stewart, one of the best defenders in the comp competition. How do you think they're going to cope against the Blues in particular, a couple of superstar forwards? <laughs> What, 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 can I, am I, what, what have I done? You took my lines. I, I was going to talk about Tom Stewart. And you just stole oh, really? it. Oh, let's um, go into Tom Stewart. He'll be part of the program. Where someone just pisses themselves laughing at the host like that. What, what, but I did a pretty good job. This man does. Jay, I'm going to talk about Tom Stewart. Oh, now. I think it was all right. Tell us about Tom. Anyway, he'll be he'll be a significant loss for him. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason yes. I said last week that Tom Stewart was the number two most important player in the AFL. Yep. Because when he went down, it gave an opportunity. Yes. Along with that, you've got College Asney and also Henry out yep. of that back end. So mm -hmm. I see a big opportunity for the Blues with their pace. So Motlop, Durden, Owies and Fisher. Martin Ware thinking maybe out. But yep. if he's in there, they're five players, yep. fleet of foot. Can the Cats keep up? The big opportunity for the Blues here. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. The one thing about Geelong is they've lost twice in a in a row. Uh, the last time was in 2021 and before that it was 2018. So Doesn't we know they're just such yeah. a consistent team. They will have looked at last week's game. They'll twit tinker with a couple of things and, mm -hmm. and they'll come out that you wouldn't be betting against them. Brownie, my question is about the forward pressure because we talk a lot about um, Kerno and Mackay. I thought last week the ball went in there and bounce back. We talk about their goal scoring power a lot, but haven't they got to apply some tackle pressure at some point? And that's those players as well that I spoke about. So they need to not only be able to kick goals and put pressure on the Cats, but they need to run them down. They need to lock the ball in there to have multiple entries. And that's the midfield as well. So yeah. the midfield need to be able to do that. So that's Cripps. Uh, obviously, there's some other players, Kennedy through there, they yeah. need to put the pressure on as well. No so Hewitt. it's not just those half full small players and there is no Hewitt, but same game multi. I think Doherty 25 does it every week. Yeah. 25 does it every week. And yep. Gary Rowan, I think he gets under the guard this week. They'll put all their eggs into the Cameron and Hawkins basket. And I think Gary Rowan gives a couple. Mm. I've only got him in for one, though. Ollie Henry uh, was certainly in the spotlight uh, last week, too. As we said, we move on to Brisbane versus Melbourne. How impressive Melbourne last week. Absolutely destroyed the Western Bulldogs. But Brisbane, bit of a question mark. They come up against Port Adelaide, uh, Brownie and, and Chris Fagan afterwards 
Steve, he said, were we a bit complacent today? Did, did my players drink their own bathwater? That is a, a big accusation. You can't be complacent first up. One thing a coach would never have to question is effort. Um, in any game of football, if you yeah. want to be a good football team, especially one that's contending for a premiership. So that, that was surprising, yeah. and I expect a big response from Brisbane. I mean, Lockie Neal, uh, he was well down on his usual standards. Uh, they only three players have 20-plus possessions. Dunkley had 19. Yeah. Um, so there, there is still massive upside for him, but um, you would have liked to have seen a better first-up performance than that. Going back to your segment, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure, Stevie, this isn't a mini-final? Because they have the Bulldogs next week in Melbourne, mm. then they have Collingwood as well. So that is a tough month. You don't want to start 0-4. Not many sides make it from As good as they are, yep. Port Adelaide nearly made it from 0-5 last year, but that's a tough start. Yeah, zero and two, um, that, that really starts to knock your confidence around a little bit and mm. then you start chasing your tail. So really important game. Can't wait to watch this one. High scoring venue in the AFL too. The Gabba last five games, 194. I want to speak about Hugh McCluggage because at the Gabba, he is huge. Yeah. These are his last <laughs> 10 games. His last 10 games yep. at the Gabba. Yep. Now, you notice every game is above 25. Yep. The one that he missed was round 23 against the Demons last year. 24. So he's so consistent. He loves playing the Gabba. Played outside a little bit more last week on yeah. the wing, but he goes into everything that I'm betting on this week, particularly the same game multi. I think in the corresponding game last year in round 23, Melbourne held the Brisbane forward line to only 57 points as the Demons won out, won by 58 points. So they absolutely dominated that game. And Eric Hipwood, there's a big spotlight on, on him. We touched on him last week. He was quiet um, last week. They're, I think he signed a seven-year deal. Has been a lot of hype about him. Is it, how how would Eric Hipwood be feeling going into this game, Stevie, when everyone's Nervous. been talking about him all week? Nervous. Yeah. Nervous. What we, what I agree, Nathan. You, you, you asked me, but you answered, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> move on. There's there some big in-question. In I was just trying to like <laughs> hurry it up. You've got a guide behind you. You've got to teach me this sort of <laughs> stuff. and a half question. Oh, that's, that's what happens like sometimes. Last, uh, it, last oyster. <laughs> it has been a tense start here on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We'll have more coming up next, including Stevie Yay, Stevie Nay. Welcome to In The Bin. Now I know you boys like to talk a lot on the show, so I'm here to keep you accountable. So fellas, if you slip up, you know where it's going. Kick out the trash! Now Jay, this is what you had to say last week. Can't they gonna kick 100 points in this one, no doubt. No doubt. They kicked 58 points, mate. Let it right! Brownie, you're in the bin this week. Stop sitting on the fence. I can't tip a winner in this one. You didn't become the best player in the comp for eight weeks without having a crack. Stevie J, you came out strong at Brownie for not having two sides of his body. I do have two sides of my body, not like you. You only had the left, you only had the left foot, mate. Here we go. Oh. It's not the Stevie J show here, mate. Always kick it to me, yep. clear out. Unless we want leading teams by round three, that's in the bin. I can see some tension early. We're gonna work through that. Remember, if you slip up, that's in the bin. Yeah, probably not the first time we're going to see that this year, I reckon. I've worked uh, here for a long time. Brandy. I've never seen that bloke in my life. <laughs> the only thing I noticed was he had two earrings. I've never seen uh, two earrings. Well, we, he might pop out up again. Um, it's not the Stevie Joe show. Well, I, I think it is the Stevie J show. Well, because it's the it, Stevie J week. <laughs> it is time for the coach's office. <laughs> Stevie, 
Now, Stevie, this is where we like to unpack that brilliant football mind of yours. You've got so much craft and skill and <laughs> love the game so much. This is where we like to get nice into the uh, nitty-gritty detail of uh, what happens in the coach's box and on the field, of course. And Fremantle's been a big story, haven't they? Because Dead said it was a poor performance against um, St Kilda without 14 players under Ross Lyon, of course. What do you think about the game plan? Because there has been a bit of criticism about Fremantle and their inability to, to score. How are you rating it? 37. We'll get into the nitty-gritty. Um, so, <laughs> well, I, I still think there's plenty of upside at Fremantle. They had 65 inside 50s to 53 on the weekend. Normally, if you're having 65 fi um, inside 50s, you're winning every game of footy, or 99% of them. So, they're doing something right to yeah. do that, to, to get that many. The, the worry for me was, and you talk about the forward line, they've got to be functioning a lot better with Fife and uh, Tabernard down there. They had a lot of front half turnovers. That's how you score. Off turnover is the majority of uh, AFL scores these days. And I look at a couple of numbers here. So they had 26 attacking mid intercepts. 20 of them led to inside 50s and only kicked two points. Now, if you're getting mid... Um, attacking mid intercepts and going back inside 50 off turnover, you should be scoring at least 10 out of those 20. Mm. And and then you you know if you if your goal kicking is good, you're kicking you know maybe five five. So that's where the area of improvement for Fremantle is from my my point of view. They've got some dangerous smalls down there that can be uh, can hit the scoreboard more than they did in the weekend. But mm. having that amount of inside 50 shows me they're doing something right. Mm. Two questions: Where do you get those stats from? They're really good. Mm. And who's going to keep them for you, Yarrow? <laughs> uh, I just asked someone to uh, to go to Champion Data before the show and grab me some That's stats. Good. I was I like interesting. That. Yes, I was Bring interested in why, why they had so many inside fifties, but we weren't able to kick a winning score. Very good, uh, Jono. They take on North Melbourne this week. You'd think they would bounce back against Alistair Clarkson's men. Now, Mason Redmond goal, probably, uh, Mason Redmond, probably the longest kick in the Bombers. They stitched up Hawthorne in week one. You wanted to point out something in particular, how they caught the Hawks napping. Yeah, now, I don't think we've got the vision here, but um, what actually happened is that, uh, Merritt took a mark 55 metres out from goal. Now, Zach Merritt, he's a probably one out of ten chance of kicking that goal from that distance out. If you're an astute football follower, you should know that in that position, they're either going to kick the ball into one of their forwards or they're going to be looking for Mason Redmond to be coming past for a handball received from 55 and he can kick the ball 65. So mm. um, I don't know if this falls on the coaches. Uh, for not preparing their players, the opposition analysis, or it's the player, the player's responsibility to be switched on because I've got a big gripe on AFL, the current modern-day footballers. They don't watch enough footy. Mm. Uh, when I played uh, my footy at Geelong, the, the biggest footy followers were Scarlett, Salwood, Enright, Bartel. They'd watch every Friday night. Mm. If they're sitting home on a Sunday, they're watching the Sunday games. They, they, they were just very intelligent football brains. So you and know that should not be missed. Yeah. You know that Redmond's coming off the uh, off the back for a handball receive, and, and they just let it go. And that just tells me that they, they just weren't well prepared. Guys, not watching enough footy at all. They just don't. Think? It's it's uncool these days. So uncool. If, if you if you oh, watch okay. too much footy, you're, you're called a you're a footy head. Mm. <laughs> footy head. Very good. Yeah. I think Indeed. the AFL coaching yeah. fraternity yeah. is going to be watching this one throughout the season. That is Stevie J's coaches of us.
Good addition of the coach's office. That was Very outstanding, wasn't it? The X's, the O's. I Maybe I need it. a whiteboard for you as well, Stevie, or something like that. Hey, Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. The, the Magpies, almost the story of round one, blew Geelong off the park, and it was the scoring power, Stevie. The, we know what Craig McRae does. He's the AFL's Pied Piper, and they just want to move the ball quickly and score very offensive. How do you think they go in round two against Port Adelaide? Yeah, I love the way they were able to come back, you know, challenge, come back. They're just, they've got so much belief in their own ability. I'm really looking forward to the midfield battle in this one. So you've got Dugowie, Mitchell, Crisp and Dacos for Collingwood versus Wines, Rosie, Horn, Francis and Butters. Uh, that's just mouthwatering to, to see what happens there. Two very tough inside midfields that can, can also hit the scoreboard as well. Mm-hmm. What about the Pies? So we heard about uh, Craig McRae last year saying you have to play the full four quarters to beat Collingwood because we're yep. going to run all day. So yep. last week they played pretty assertive, aggressive as a defence and time and time again Cameron got out the back and yep. they made them pay a fair bit in that first half but I thought Geelong probably could have been further in front but as the game went on those opportunities became less and less to the point where they didn't kick a goal in the last quarter yep. but Collingwood just kept running. Mm. It was just wave running and eventually halfway through the third quarter they broke Collingwood open and then they stopped giving the football back. So I, I don't I think any club at the moment runs as much as Collingwood yeah. and their skill level. Spoke to Matthew Lloyd last <coughs> week and he went and watched a, a training session of Collingwood. He said, mm. I've watched all the clubs train this off-season. Nobody kicks the ball as well as Collingwood players. Wow. Yeah, I think they're, they're actually happy to give up a goal or two uh, being scored against by taking the game on, knowing that they're going to score um, at a greater percentage than what they, they get scored against. So yeah. it's a great great yeah. uh, style of footy to watch. Yeah, great point about their fitness. There is a feeling uh, or a suspicion amongst our club land that Collingwood is the fittest team yeah. in the competition. But now it's in other clubs' heads yeah. too. Yeah, which would be interesting. Of course, missing Jeremy Howe, maybe for two months after breaking uh, that arm, I think uh, fractured in three or yeah. four places. So, Jeremy, uh, big fan of the show, of course. I uh, hope you uh, uh, recover soon. Now, this is a new segment, uh, Brownie. I like this. You get fired up at times. Yeah. Uh, who needs a Malcolm? Have you got someone in your sights today? So I do have someone in my sights. So this is new, and obviously Malcolm, this comes from Malcolm Blight. Yep. And not enough people get a good clip these days, Stevie. Yes. Like no. We used to get big sprays <laughs> back in the day, some you can't repeat here. But yep. this is based on this clip that Malcolm gave one of his players, David Pittman. To start like that means you won't win, particularly with a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck. I mean... It was the most disgraceful display I've ever seen from a big film. That's pretty hard on an individual, but he's going to have to live with that. <laughs> Every now and again, somebody needs a good spray, yes. don't they? And yes. David Pittman, yes. to his credit, he came back well after that. That yep. was one of the best sprays. So this doesn't have to be just in the footy world. So right. if you blokes want to give someone a spray, yes. let us know and we'll get right. it in here. So this is yep. a guy over in America, um, Dr. Terry Sanderson. He's 76 years of age, Dr. Terry mm. Sanderson, and he was on the slopes over in America skiing. Mm. And when he was skiing, he ran into a lovely lady by the name of Gwyneth Paltrow. So obviously, unbelievable actress, was married to uh, Coldplay front singer at some point. Now, it turns out that Dr Sanderson didn't really know who he'd run into till after because there was GoPro footage of it. Mm. So he got off the slopes and he's quite fine at this point, Dr Sanderson. So he texts his daughters. Mm. He goes, I'm now famous. Mm. I ran into... Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. And then there was GoPro footage as well because the text messages come back to Dr. Sanderson from his daughter saying, I can't wait to see the GoPro footage. I've mm. heard it's great. Mm. But it turns out now Dr. Sanderson mm. has taken Gwyneth Paltrow to court. What? Suing for $300,000 worth of damages. $300,000 because oh, what? Dr. Sanderson now claims that he has broken ribs mm. and permanent brain damage right. from this 
from this clash with Gwyneth Paltrow. He also claims that he was in a relationship with a woman at that stage he was pursuing, and that faltered because of this crash <laughs> no as way. well. He also claims, this is, this is, this is in court at the you moment. Sure? These are all in court at the moment. He also claims that he can no longer enjoy wine tastings. Oh. So he's claiming 300, he's an optometrist. This is a doctor, as an optometrist. You, you reckon he would have seen her coming, wouldn't he? He's an optometrist. <laughs> but the funny thing in this whole thing, and he needs a Malcolm. He, 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 he does. More than, he needs a clip. Mm. Uh, Gwyneth is now counter-suing Dr. Sanderson, or Terry, as mm. we call him, mm. for $1. That's how funny and farcical she thinks it is. Mm. She is suing Dr. Anderson yep. for $1, and oh. he's going for 300000 Well, he, he needs a Malcolm, and we're not sure if the Malcolm will return again next week. <laughs> 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 no, I, did, I didn't mind that. You think I was long. How long was that? <laughs> <laughs> that he goes that after show. I thought he was After the show. About Dr. Sanderson. I thought he was going to walk in here at he some point. He needs a Malcolm. He does need a Malcolm. <laughs> uh, anyone else, Brownie, or just, uh, just uh, Dr. Terry? No, no, nah, nah, yeah. I'll have one next week. Okay, very, very good. You, I'm looking forward to you coming off the long run throughout the season too. Stevie J, right, what about this game? Adelaide versus Richmond. Of course, Adelaide went down to the Giants uh, last week and Richmond involved with that draw against uh, Carlton, the MCG, on Thursday night. How do you see this one playing uh, out? Tipping an upset. Yeah. Tipping an upset here. I think Adelaide, they were good last week against the Giants. Now they go home. They had a good pre-season. Yeah. I worry about the Tigers... Their ball use, and I think they need to use the ball well. Can they do that? They've got an issue now with playing on small forwards, and Rochelle and also Rankin were really good last week. Mm -hmm. So they had Nick Vlosten go to a small forward at the Blues. Nick Vlosten didn't take one intercept mark last week because he had to play on somebody. Yeah. So here's the small forward. So two plus goals is a pretty good market. One of these players, I would expect, does kick three goals in this game. So that's where I think they've got the advantage. I think they've got the advantage in their smaller players, and I think they can beat the can I just Can I just challenge you on that? Have you got Richmond in your eight? Uh, I have, yes. Well, we ha they're not making the eight if they're not if they're not beating Adelaide. Yeah, but there's been a few games last year that Richmond lost. They made the finals. They lost to um, North Melbourne last year. They lost to Gold Coast when they travelled away. They lost to. They don't play well at the Adelaide Oval when they play Adelaide. Mm. All right against Port, but their record against Adelaide is shocking at the Adelaide Oval. So, uh, look, I'm a Richmond person. Yep. Some of the time I'm a doggy person a lot of the other time. It who's paying the bills. Um, but I, 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 I think Adelaide win. Yeah, yeah I, I, I disagree. I, I think Richmond will be too good. I think yeah. they were scrappy by foot last mm -hmm. week. Um, you'd expect they would have done a lot of skill work through the week. And their composure and kicking inside 50, it has to improve. Toronto Tom, had Tom a lot Lynch. of the ball. But he didn't use it well. Yeah, well, we touched on that a little bit uh, last week in our show. Said that he does he does uh, run two ways really hard, collects a lot of the footy, but does lack a bit of polish at times. I want you to have a look at Dustin Martin too, Stevie, because he has returned to that half forward position and was very good in round one. I want to know how his game is going, perhaps in the next couple of weeks. That has been uh, in the back pocket. We'll have more next. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. What about the Western Bulldogs? Absolutely smashed off the park by Melbourne in round one. They come up against St Kilda Brownlee, much improved, very good under Ross Lyon. They're up and about at Moorabbin. Can they keep that going and, and uh, notch a second straight upset against the Dogs this week? Be happy with himself, Ross, wouldn't he, very, at the moment? Yeah. So the Dogs just have to win this game. There's no there's no two ways about it. They have to win. They mm -hmm. should be winning. Yep. Rory Lobb goes out. They'll rejig the way they set up 
around the ground and the, and the defensive end, but they just have to win, and I think they do at home. Well, how do they adjust, Stevie? That's what I want to ask you, because Melbourne kicked eight goals from the back 50 to the forward 50 last week. So defensively, you know, that defence that we've criticised all of last year was pox again. How do they, how do they repair that? Yeah, I think they need to be more composed with the ball and build the ball up a little bit more. We, we, we love the way Collingwood play because they, they take the game on and it's high speed and it's, it's entertaining to watch, but the Bulldogs don't have that list. Mm. You can only coach with the list you've got on, on, your, on your books. I think they need to be more composed with the ball, knowing that when they can launch that ball inside 50, to get, they're going to have the marking options. Mm. Lobs out, but they've still got you know, three, three tools down there. It's better without Then four. they can set up mm. their defence behind the ball to get the rebound uh, entries and score on the back of it. That's what I talked about before. Scores off turnover. Now, I think that that cohesion is going to take a little bit of time mm. because they're, they're all kind of new players in that forward line playing together but yeah. um, if St Kilda concede another 65 inside 50s I expect one of these Western Bulldogs Bulldogs tools to kick a bag has to be Norton yeah. has to be Aaron Norton for me obviously yeah. Sam Darcy is a work in progress you got other players are going to roll through there but for me it's Aaron Norton yeah. not sure do they drop Josh Bruce I thought at times Josh Bruce looked a bit off the pace last week but he still took eight intercept possessions yeah. which is what you want to do in the back end so yeah. but I agree with you they need a slower build up they need players at the ground level the dogs win. It'll be interesting to see if Luke Beveridge maintains a faith in that big key forward setup because lob out the Sam Darcy uh, stay forward. It will be interesting. And if they go down again, there will be a Luke Beveridge and those Western Bulldogs will become a big story. Here's your same game. Uh, multi, is it a fill up or not, Browning? Libertore, Dale, and Sinclair. They get a lot of the football. Sinclair takes a kick out, so does Bailey Dale. So you'd have to think eight or ten kick outs each, Stevie. Yeah. They've got 33% of the way all done. A lot That's of, right. Mm, easy, easy, easy money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, never easy money. <laughs> a little, lot of feedback about this segment last week, uh, Stevie. I absolutely loved it. It is time for Stevie J or Stevie Nay. Probably Stevie Yay, Stevie Nay, but it was uh, cl close enough. Hey, there's been a big rush on um, fruity-infused uh, beer. Not your stock standard Carlton Draft, but the fruity stuff, the mango stuff, uh, watermelon you can get these days, all sorts of weird mm. strawberry-flavoured beer brandy. I'm not such a big fan, but when the MCG ran out of beer in round one, that is what the punters had to drink, and there was some mixed feedback. Are you a fan, Stevie J, of the fruity-infused beer? <laughs> no, I'm not, Jay. I mean, that's uh, they need a Malcolm. Yes. Th those guys need a Malcolm there yes. because uh, you go to the footy, you expect to be able to drink your Carlton Draft or your Carlton Dry or whatever they actually yeah, serve. So you've had a big win round one up in Yarrawonga, right? You've yeah. smashed. Do you play better for round one? Uh, Pettifer plays in a different competition. Okay, so don't worry about that. But imagine if you got up and you served the fruit-infused beer to yeah. the players. No, nah, you, you could just—you'd be—they'd uh, never turn Run up in the club rooms again, yeah. would you? You'd have to get on there, and and you wouldn't drink the—you wouldn't drink the fruity beer if if beer wasn't available. You'd go straight to the Canadian clubs or something. Yeah, I got a feeling Brownie's a bit of a passion fruit man, though. Do you get the passion fruit? Yeah, I could see him with the lolly water. <laughs> what I used to like back in the day, in the late early nineties, was mm. those Sub Zeros. Remember mm. those? Yes. In the Clear bottle with yeah. a black label. They were great. Lemonade uh, flavoured. Yeah. Hey, um, the 2007 Grand Final, Stevie, you were absolutely outstanding. Filled your boots, uh, won the Norm Smith medal. But uh, I just wondered whether Paul Chapman might have been a little bit harshly done by. So you kicked four goals, had 23. He had four goals, had 21. Did you rob? Did, was he a bit unlucky, Paul Chappie, in the Norm Smith medal vote? Yes. 
Yeah, he, he was unlucky. If, if I wasn't playing, he probably would have won it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did set three or four up myself too, so yeah. maybe that. Okay, I'm going to ask right. you a question because <laughs> Gary Ablett Jr. you played with unbelievable player, two-time Bradley medal winner. Ken Hinckley, about 18 months ago, said mm. young butters will be as good potentially as Gary Ablett Jr. No. Now, I'm not completely against that. I feel bad saying no to that with Zach Butters because I love the way he goes about his hard. Footy. He's, he's tough. Yep. And uh, he has missed some footy because he goes so hard into the contest that he uh, puts himself at risk. But um, I reckon when you start to make these comparisons, you've got to wait at least five years, six years into a player's career because Gary Ablett Jr. had one of the best resumes of all time. Yep. Um, and you could make a case for, you know, Will Ashcroft being the next day course or Judd and... Yeah, you could say Sheasel, you could say, uh, who, who else is there? There's, there's a number of young players in the competition we, we, we start to we put high numbers. expectations yeah. with and uh, they don't turn out to be there's yeah. once-in-generation player. It's a lofty comparison, isn't it? Gary Ablett uh, Jr., yeah. uh, tough shoes to fill. Hey, I'm not sure if you're watching Footy Classified, Stevie, on Monday night, but you were arrowed by the great <laughs> Caroline Wilson, of course. He wasn't happy with your uh, joke about Stevie Baker and your rivalry there, which got a bit heated. Were you hurt by the arrow, Stevie? No, I actually enjoyed it. I actually had a bit of a, bit of a laugh. Uh, no. No, I forgot about that. So. <laughs> was that... Was that... <laughs> It's okay. a fair bounty. Well, I understand that. What's well, a good effort? First, first uh, program he did on Sunday <laughs> Triple M, and he got arrowed first up. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully the bosses don't mind. They, they used yeah. to say, "Any publicity is good publicity, really? uh, as long as it doesn't yeah. go over the top." <laughs> These days. <laughs> okay, last one, last one. Uh, I believe that you come down and you normally stay at Billy's house yeah. uh, when you come down to do this, mm. but I'm led to believe you stayed at home last night because you wanted to go to dumplings. Now, did you stay at home? To have dumplings or be with the family? <laughs> uh, is that a yes or no? Uh, um, you, you stayed at home <laughs> to have dumplings over your family. No, oh. no, no. I thought I've been away a little bit, busy with the Yarrawonga coaching job, and uh, I thought I'd better spend Wednesday night at home. Yeah. The dumplings were unbelievable. So you do, there's not much takeaway in Wangaratta. Yeah, is there a good and, dumpling uh, place in Wangaratta? Uh, old Faithful's there, yeah. uh, so I expect probably a free yeah. coffee when I'm uh, there next. Yeah. But um, their dumplings on a Wednesday night... Mm. Uh, incredible. Mm. And how many did demolish in the one sitting, Stevie? Not as many as I once would have mm. in the past, but uh, I reckon I had about 12. Yeah, mm. I was going to say over under Brownie, 15. Yeah, over, I would have thought 15 uh, over yeah, under. And, and maybe overs. Hey, uh, Brownie, you are the number one punter in the AFL. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. And you said at the start of the show, I want to I bring something that can, the punters can really ride through all year yeah. and really fill up their back pocket. And unsurprisingly, the 20% play... Got up. So we try and get 20% every week, So and then we roll the kitty into that. So last week we had Carlton to not lose by more than 40, it was a draw, so they did, yep. and Melbourne not to lose by more than 24, which did obviously they did it easy. So we're at dollar 21, a little bit over the 20%. Uh, so we're playing with a $1,210 this week, and it's a pretty simple one for me this week. Mm -hmm. Fremantle win against North Melbourne at home, and Sydney win against Hawthorne. Easy. I think it gets to around the $1.24 market. So $1,210 goes on at $1.24, and we'll keep rolling that in. Any risk there, Stevie J? No risk. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I said <laughs> <Yeah. that point. laughs>
Outstanding. Well, we want more of that throughout the year, Brownie, because we want to head on some sort of holiday at the end yep. of the season. Probably won't head to the slopes and yep. knock over Gwyneth Pottsy. Uh, you're giving the proceeds to charity, but you, you, if you want to go on holiday, <laughs> that's fine. Well, <laughs> I just love uh, hanging out uh, with you guys. Well, that has been a fun in the back pocket for next week. Want you to go. I want you to go to work on uh, Dustin Martin um, next week. Sorry, just it is the quickly, you might do a hundred dollar play. play. Sorry, you, Bernie. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I understand you. Your hundred play, you <laughs> go first. Yeah, so uh, I've gone with uh, well, this, well, this is last, last week. week. Geelong yeah, I was a little bit stiff. Richmond was a draw. Geelong, yeah, they had their opportunities to win, and Melbourne and, and the Giants. So we're both hundred down. We're hundred down, but this week we've got an opportunity to uh, redeem Bounce ourselves. Back. Who are you going for? Uh, well, hopefully we can bring up the graphic, but uh, I'm going with a slightly, yeah, it covers a couple of different games. Cameron Guthrie, you get 20-plus disposals. Lockie Neal will respond this week, 25-plus. Dustin Martin, anytime goal scorer. He was the first goal kicker last week. A free man on win, and Sydney 40-plus. So if Hawthorne serve up that performance that they did on the weekend, they will get slaughtered at the SCG. Oh, absolutely. I think Sydney 40-plus is a pretty good bet as well. So I'm going to go that Sydney 40-plus. Brisbane, Melbourne, the total points is 170 at the moment. Haven't looked at the radar, probably should have before I looked at that. So the bomb app is always a good one to have a look at the radar. And the, but 195 has been the average of the last five games at the Gabba. It's the highest scoring venue in the competition. So I believe that those two sides kick more than 170. I wanted to skip over it because I knew you'd miss the round one. So that's why I wasn't sure if you wanted no. to mention it. That's why I did that. I understand. It has been a fun episode. Want you go to school on Dustin Martin. Tell us in that new half forward role next week how he is going. CBJ, Nathan Brown, Steve Johnson. It's been another great show. We look forward to seeing you next week on In the Back Pocket. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.